Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Fee Glover and Jane Garvey are BBC presenters who apparently met up hosting an event together a few years back. They made people laugh. And fortunately, with Fee and Jane was born. Now nearly 70 episodes in, the weekly show's full of unscripted chat and longer interviews with guests who come mainly from the world of broadcasting and entertainment. And they have some fun along the way with the fact that production isn't always all that slick and big budget. The chats often seem to get recorded in the BBC staff canteen with all sorts of stuff going on around them. And some of their wry, self-deprecating reflections on life, perhaps about the weather, parenting, films, hipster cultural food, will make you laugh out loud. I did a phone-in once on Five Live about something to do with childhood. Yeah. And someone phoned in. But you know, you know, sometimes you'd have two callers on the line, which was always great if they and bounced they off each other. other. Yeah. 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 And someone phoned in and said, oh, it's just such a ridiculous phone-in. Loads of us don't have kids. Why are you always banging on about kids? And this other woman on the end of the phone said, were you a child once? <laughs> the guy just had no response at all. It's the ultimate. It's the, the reason I can't stand people who make a fuss about other people's kids crying in public, because everyone has been that yeah. mewling brat. We all have. Just because you currently are not in control of one, or not responsible for one, how dare you cast dispersions on someone else who is wrestling with the object? Sorry, child. Where was the most wrong. embarrassing or difficult place that either of your two beautiful girls oh, had no, a I complete mean, paddy? I think they're still talking. In fact, I know because when I went back the year after it happened, it was an incident that was actually remembered by a well-known shoe shop in, <laughs> in part of West London when my then three-year-old tantrum child went off on one because they didn't have her size in bright pink Wellington boot. Just never seen anything like it. In your life shoes were being thrown off racks. <laughs> I was wrestling with her. She then slapped me across the face. Oh. Not once, not twice, but five times. <laughs> and it took, I have to tell you, Fiona, it took every ounce of self-control which I developed over many years with my challenging choice of <laughs> marriage partners and indeed broadcasting partners <laughs> to develop <laughs> I just did not respond Have you lumped me in to that? <laughs> you, Peter Allen, what's his name? They're all <laughs> I don't know, what, what did I do wrong? I must have been, I don't know what I was in another life but I know I'm knackered so it must have, I must have had a good time um, No, that was, that was easily my work and when I went back the following year they said, oh I said, yeah, no, she's fine now she's, she's through the worst it was one of those occasions where my and I was with my eldest child as well and she poor soul very biddable at that age slightly less so now uh, was putting the shoes back she was really trying to help listen darling can I just say parenting it's not for the faint hearted is it and it's I tell you it's a long haul yeah can I tell you about we had a domestic uh, disaster first thing Sunday morning (laughs) you look really bored (laughs) Like I say, listeners, stay with us because there'll be a nice little burst of short evening good and then it's in a Judy Murray. But let's all rally round and get through the domestic anecdote. No, it's just that Zeb Sones, you know, in his recommendation of coconut oil. It wasn't Zeb. 
It was? No, it was Quiffo Magnifico. It was Mabine. Oh, he right. recommended looking longingly at foxes. Oh, that's right, yes. But presumably he'd smother himself in coconut oil before anyway, he looked. Anyway, that's, what, uh, let, let's just not worry. I'd, I'd slathered some yes. on my face. Yes. Went into my youngest daughter's room. She was away at a friend's house. I thought, I must change that child's sheets. So I went in and I got rid of the duvet, threw it on the floor. Boiling hot morning. It was about half past ten by this stage. I'm covered in coconut oil, not, not wearing a huge amount, just my double-fronted kimono. Lifted up the fitted sheet and she'd forgotten to tell me that her feather-filled mattress topper had exploded. At which point I became swathed in a feathery hell, which would have been just about bearable. But it stuck to you. Because of the coconut oil. When I looked in the mirror, and I can't tell you how angry I was, but there was nobody else in the house apart from the cat, and she just couldn't give a damn. In fact, if anything, she was mildly excited by oh, hysteria. That's I look like a cat fantasy come true. <laughs> it almost certainly is. I looked at the mirror. I just looked like I looked like a really small angry yeti. Just. Do you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of ridiculous. when Orville explodes. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It was a Keith Harris and Orville moment. I was so. It just for some reason it, I, I actually found it, I didn't find it funny. I found it really not just a bit depressing. Oh, I, I wish you'd photographed that, I couldn't, Jane. because it was too humiliating. It was too humiliating. It felt like a whole new domestic low. Yeah. It really, really did. <sighs> it's difficult, isn't it? Sometimes life just takes these turns and you just think, oh, all day I was out with the Tover attachment nozzle thing trying to... I still haven't got rid of all the feathers. They, I keep seeing them in the air in the house. Yeah, and, and, and what about yourself? Did you have to go and shower I down? two separate showers. <laughs> Couldn't imagine answering oh. the front door to someone. Can't they think, <laughs> do, you, oh, do you know how much fun they would think that you'd been having if you answered well, that, the door? It, like kinky just stuff about hilarious pillow fights. Yes. You that's... never get this side of the story. Angry middle-aged woman in bad mattress topper incident. Yes, yeah. there's no. It's not a foreplay. No, no it really wasn't. And here's a clip later on from that same episode as Fee and Jane go to meet the tennis coach Judy Murray. He's already making a calamitous. Oh. She's making a calamitous show of herself. I'm not what? ringing the wrong knob. <laughs> Letting the BBC down. I will have you know, I'm no stranger to the hotel corridor. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, did you just ring the bell there? Yes. We did, we did. We're Hi. just inept. Judy, Hi, I'm feed lover. Very Hi. nice to meet nice you. Nice to you too. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Look at that view. It's an amazing view, isn't it? Is isn't incredible. it? Judy, do you want to go mm. in the comfortable, comfortable chair? Jane will perch on the swivel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, look, I've over-researched Judy for a half-an-hour interview. This, all my post-it notes suggest that you may be in a hostage situation not be able to leave for about six hours. As well as being a coach, Judy Murray is also the mother of the pro tennis-playing brothers, Jamie and Andy Murray. In that very first year in 2005 that Andy played in Wimbledon for the first time and made the third round against the odds, nobody expected it. So nobody prepares you for what might happen, like paparazzi, like doorstepping, like endless cameras in your face and you have no idea what to say and just <laughs> very, very tough situation. And I think that the media from that moment, because they are predominantly men 
um, male editors, male journalists, male cameramen. I was that unusual dynamic of a mother of sons in a global sport. Right. And, I, and they painted this picture of me as I was a pushy, over-competitive well, mum. You're really interested in that aspect of it, mm. aren't you? So, obviously, as a tennis fan, I've seen you you know, so many times watching your boys play. And what really comes through in the book is just your devotion, your care, and the the right that you have to support your kids in exactly the way that you want to. And I wonder how frustrating it must have been through all of those years to read that negativity all the time. I mean, you must have had lots and lots of nights. You only refer to a couple in the book and you say that you don't really cry. But there must have been so many times when you were just going, what can I do to to change this? To just people like me who are watching. I think it's you're not you're not asking for the cameras to be on you. You're not asking for somebody to put your picture in the paper and it. It, it's just, I think, the nature of tennis being 20 seconds between points, 90 seconds at the end change, and the nature of Wimbledon having no ad breaks means that the cameras and the commentators have some... They need That's somewhere to go. I hadn't realised that either. Yes. And yeah. if, um, if my kids had played any other sport, nobody would have knew, uh, no. known that I'd existed, yeah. which would have been lovely. Mm. But, you know, you suddenly realise after that very first match that he won and, and, you know, you're picking up a paper the next day and you see a picture of yourself, you know, pumping your fist and baring your teeth and looking like some kind of demented fan um, and, and that's really the way that it, it went and I used to read everything because I wanted to know what everybody was saying I found it really upsetting but I could always apply common sense to it that I've never met these people they don't know me the people who are important are the friends and family and those who know you But and I, and I never wanted the boys to know how much it upset me but at, you know at the same time it, it went on for many many years and I think the worst one was when was when Boris Becker said after Andy had lost in the Australian Open final for the fourth a fourth Grand Slam final that he'd lost which is devastating for any athlete mm. to get that close and not win and as the family you have to pick up the pieces and put everything back together and we came back from Australia to discover that the front page of the Daily Express was saying Ditch your mum, Andy, or you'll never win a slam. Judy Murray on Fortunately with Fee and Jane from BBC Radio 4. Thanks to Rianne Roberts for her help in bringing that to you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.